0: Tonight's podcast is brought to you by LoneStarButtons.com. I had spit in my throat. Uh, if you want, to it was promote- mine. <laughs> Damn it, Brennan! My wife, my ex-wife. <laughs> uh, <laughs> if you want to promote something you're doing, which you probably do. Uh, custom pin-on buttons are a great, inexpensive way to do it. Uh, just give Adam Stimpy Jones a call, and he will provide you with some high-quality buttons, bottle openers, or mirrors. Give him a call, 281-798-1996. If you're shy, send him an email at info at But, if you're not shy, call the guy on his phone and say, Use the coupon code, I want to suck on your hairy tits. And get some buttons thrown in for free. Again, the number is 281-798-1996. We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, Agent of Insurance. Guys, you're spending too much money on insurance. I can almost guarantee it. And I know nothing. You want to save some money? Give Jess a call. Especially if you live in Texas. Otherwise, fuck off. Because, you know, she ain't working for you. Uh, (laughs) 281-607-5263. She does home, auto, flood, and life. Uh get in on that because it will save you some money and nobody has any right now, so get it done. Uh we're also brought to you by Destros Treasure. Uh it is a art gift shop. Um, go to Etsy.com slash shopslash destros treasure and get some art, jewelry, zines, etc. Uh do it because you want to support my mortgage. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Brennan, you ready? I reckon. Let's get into it. What's up? Thanks for listening to episode 166 of the show. I'm your host, Gabe. Google me, Dieter. Don't Google me because it's kind of sad. I, I did that to myself the other day and just, <laughs> wow, I need to uh, get back out there. <laughs> and with me as always, Bitchin' Vernon Birch.
1: Yeah, it's kind of hard to get back out there right now.
0: Yeah, it is. Yeah. Uh, we're the, the opportunities are, they're drying up. <laughs> man, I'm ready. The, the
1: The venues are, you know, struggling, man. Yeah, it's, it's it's getting grim out there. It's 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 going to be interesting to see what it looks like on the other side. Yeah. It's going to be a different landscape, I think.
0: I am realizing that. I, I keep saying when it goes back to normal, but I don't know if that'll ever happen again. Uh,
1: here is my little shred of optimism, though. Just with, like, retail, you know, kind of taking a shit, and a lot of places are just going under and disappearing. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of cheap warehouse space.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that, you a know. A lot of cheap storefront space, too.
1: I know, man. I, I, th- I think that for people that are so inclined to, like, try to do, like, galleries and, you know, DIY spaces and stuff like that, there's going to be some opportunity out there. Yeah. You know, I and it's just, it's remember, like, after, like, the financial crash of, you know, 8 how, like, there, there was all those warehouse spaces and all those weird little things that popped up on the east side?
0: hmm
1: I think we're going to start seeing some more of that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah
1: i mean because and like venues are like going under but like a lot of people they're going to be losing their leases and stuff they're going to have to go somewhere if mm-hmm. they want to try to do anything you know yeah i, I think that i think they're there's going there i'm trying to maintain a positive attitude about it i think that things are going to change for the better and i think that they're you well, know it's
0: a circle of life i mean it yeah it, that applies to everything you mm-hmm. know it applies to nature civilization and business you yeah. know um For an opportunity to happen, something else has to die. Yeah. Sometimes. You can't just expand forever, you know? That's Mm -hmm. been the model for the last 20 years, you know? Um, It just doesn't work like that. Yeah, watching
1: my neighborhood
0: fall apart has been interesting. Really? Yeah. (laughs) Your neighborhood's kind of swanky, huh? Yeah. Wow. A
1: lot of those storefronts are going under, man. Like those, like, you know, kind of fancy boutique-y places. Yeah. You know, they're not making it. Wow. And, you know, like a lot of the stuff, you know... And Montrose is not making it. And it's it's going down. And probably what's going to end up happening there is, you know, the real estate developers are going to just move in and put a bunch of Jamba juices and shit, you know? Yeah. So that's going to suck. My, my neighborhood's going to die. But, like, I think that cool stuff is going to start popping up in cheaper places. Mm-hmm. I, I think, you know, what everybody's been kind of wanting to happen on the east side is going to start really happening. You think so? I think so.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, once, once people kind of land, you know, and then they start kind of building up and trying to decide what they're going to do next there's going to be some opportunity out there i think so
2: mm-hmm.
0: i mean i can see that happening what else is up man oh dude man it's been a while
1: it has been a while
0: we haven't done a show in almost a month right
1: yeah i mean i i think maybe the last time we did a show was like right after i had to get tested for covid
0: yes yeah and we didn't do a we didn't do a phone or anything yeah
1: yeah, everything. so just... some
0: of our news might be a little outdated, yeah. but uh... well,
1: I've been really busy just doing school stuff, man. I mean, yeah. I took a programming a programming class and I was doing really well in it, but man, I bombed the final.
2: <laughs>
0: really?
1: Yeah, it was like bad. Wow. But I, I passed it. I mean I, I you know, I get to take the next class,
0: but yeah, nothing that was on that review is on that final. <laughs> well, dude, uh I took I took, you know, more of your advice and I, I signed up for more Udemy classes. Yeah. Uh-huh and uh i'm taking a couple marketing classes yeah and a google analytics class oh cool so i mean i don't know if it's going to apply to anything i get permanent but yeah uh that's always good stuff it should it should help me with other stuff yeah it's funny because uh you know i wanted to get warmed up by taking a small class and this uh the teacher for this marketing class um is a singer, Mm -hmm. and she applied a lot of the marketing strategies that I had already used for my artwork back in the day. Yeah. And I didn't even know that, like, that (laughs) stuff was still useful in today's, uh, you know, social media uh, system. Because it's not all about... One of the main takeaways from that class was it's not all about selling something. Yeah. You know, you have to spend 80% of your time... Either educating or just uh, coming up with interesting content, you yeah. know? And 20% of that is supposed to be dealing with, hey, I have this for sale, come buy it. Right. So it's like, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah, it's almost like
1: the product that you're really trying to push isn't even in the forefront. Right. And it's like you can't, you know, like say you're an artist and you make zines. And, you know, in order to attract people to come see your zines, you know, you maybe do a... I don't know. Maybe you do go on Instagram Live and do something, talk mm-hmm. to people or whatever. And then, you know, you spend a little bit of your time just trying to push that zine in. But mostly what people are coming is just because they like whatever you're doing whenever they come to watch your Instagram Live.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I I decided to to create an experiment using what I learned in the class. And mm-hmm. I started doing these uh, time-lapse videos of drawings. Yeah, I've been seeing those. are really cool. That are going to be eventually turned into coasters. Yeah. For sale. Right. So it's like all that you know all that content that I'm, you know, and I might do like twelve, maybe twelve coaster designs. Yeah, and uh, that's like a lot of buildup to the end point where I say, okay, this product is is done and it's it's for sale. You can come get it. Yeah, you know, it's just an experiment. I don't know exactly what I'm doing, but uh, it's kind of it's kind of fun. Like yeah. Putting all this uh, stuff in the process. Yeah.
1: Well, I mean, people like process stuff. It's like, you know, I, I think that stuff's interesting. I always watch that, you know.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: I, I like... I love watching people draw.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's nice. Not, I, ha-
1: not having the responsibility of drawing.
0: <laughs> I feel like uh, more, like, production value could go into it, but it just seems like... I mean, trust me, you, it, it takes quite a bit of effort to get those one-minute videos done. Yeah. Uh, and I don't know. I... I don't, I don't want to run into, like, being blocked or, or something like that if I use, uh you know, copyrighted music or something like that. Yeah. So, it is what it is. Well, I guess we'll find out mm. if I can finish something yeah. <laughs> that major. And it's not that major. Mm. I got a long-term project that I want to fucking wrap up already. Really? Uh, You know, I don't want to go into detail because I don't even remember what I've said about it. Mm. but seems like every time i talk about a project that ends up not being done you know yeah. it never gets finished story of my life but uh this one's a big one and uh like i'll i'll have to do some kind of kickstarter or something to yeah. get it done it is the biggest project i've ever done in my life really <laughs> yeah okay in the most long term i'll tell you later but uh yeah yeah i can't wait for it to get done because it's just it's wearing on my stamina you know for yeah creativity at least but other than that, I'm not doing shit. No. <laughs> Taking classes, yeah. Doing art stuff. I've
1: been. I spent a little bit of time today looking into what I need to do to become a business criminal,
0: <laughs> <laughs> dude. Uh, it's funny you bring that up. I signed up for a small business. Uh, uh, what is it? Uh, webinar. Yeah. Done by uh, who fucking did it? Uh, was it HCC? No. Anyway, some some college. Had yeah. p- some college it's it's like the major one of the major colleges in houston but uh yeah i think it's u of h actually uh yeah but it was free and i got something in the mail for it so it's like you know i'm trying to i mean i don't know how long the pandemic's gonna last right i don't know if i'm gonna be able to get a design job i don't want to work for fucking a grocery store you know right uh so i'm just trying to get some money moving in this way Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, anything I can pick up, taking, you know, lectures, seminars, courses online or whatever. Yeah. I'm going to try it, see if some of that stuff rubs off on me.
1: Yeah. You know? I mean, that's that's what people do during these times, you know? They kind of reassess and reevaluate and see what else they could do. I mean, that's kind of like what I've been looking into, you know, with the, like, apparently, like, the programming language that I'm good at, or that I'm learning, mm-hmm. is, like, useful for, like, cryptocurrency. <laughs> Really? Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, like the whole blockchain thing is like built on Java, apparently. Huh. So I don't know. I was kind of looking into how like how to do that stuff, and it's not really that hard. Hmm. So interesting. <laughs> I'm
0: <laughs> you're gonna, gonna go, a, You're gonna go mine some uh, some Bitcoin.
1: No, see, uh, like what they do, like what you do with a programming language, is like you actually create like all the hashes and containers that do the transactions or whatever that keep the records and all that stuff. Hmm. So if you can develop that stuff and do it reliably, you know, you can kind of facilitate those exchanges and make a little bit of money off the side off of every little transaction or whatever hmm. you know wow that's cool so yeah hopefully it's not illegal i don't know <laughs> that's the thing about this stuff that scares me is like i have no idea like <laughs> you know what of it is <laughs> i don't want to go to jail But <laughs> i don't know
0: oh. hey mom dad i got a new job it's for silkroad.com
1: <laughs> i don't know but yeah, I was just like
0: looking into that stuff today and it's, it's apparently not that hard. It's kind of funny. Hmm. It's like, I don't know. That's cool. Yeah. So what else we got? Uh, we got this uh, text that I got on my phone the other... Not... When was that? It was like uh, it doesn't have to a be. few weeks ago. Yeah. But uh, it was from a, <laughs> a strange number that I didn't, I didn't recognize. And the text just says, can I put a sticker on your car saying Trump Pence 2020? Blue Lives Matter. White Lives Matter. Oh, and another one. Fuck Planned Parenthood. <laughs> I was like, I was kind of shocked and creeped out when yeah. I got this. Because there's a t- there were a ton of other numbers that this was attached to. Yeah, it was like a group text
1: of 20 people, it looks yeah,
0: like. Yeah, and I didn't know any of these people. Uh-huh. Um, So I didn't respond. Uh, <laughs> I actually told my cousin, uh, Thomas Dieter friend of the show. And... Uh, He was like, "Give me the number." So I gave it to him, and he actually called it, and we had it on on speaker. And the guy sounded as confused about it as I was because he didn't know he had gotten the same message. Yeah, but who? I want to know what kind of person or organization would send this text to strangers. People are weird right now, man. (laughs) Like like there, there is a
1: very heavy air of paranoia <laughs> like especially in the suburbs you know yeah like people are like you know just the other day i mean actually this was today did you see like that uh it was like, a post on facebook that the deer park police department put up and apparently like somebody like went into like one of the bayous and spray painted really big something like uh keep inwards words out of deer park <gasps> yeah
0: Oh, those piece of like, shit. I never liked Deer Park to begin with. Yeah, exactly. For my whole life, I never liked Deer Park. Yeah, Deer Park sucks. But anyway. I got so many no, tickets. Nobody should say that shit. Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: tickets I used to get terrible. tickets all the time whenever we practiced over there. Yeah. I got like five tickets, I think, in the year that we practiced over there. Damn, are you serious? Yeah. Like, for nothing. Thanks, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. I probably put up the freaking gazebo in that park. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. So, yeah, man, I mean... So people are just, you know, they're scared, you know, and they're they're trying to defend, you know, what they have, but they're going about it all the wrong way, man. They're focusing on all the wrong people.
0: <laughs> it They're guilty of, I mean, people like that are guilty of the behavior that they criticize other people for. Yeah. Uh, and the one that comes to mind is not integrating into American society uh, because you are creating in your mind that. Half of the United States is your enemy. Yeah. When you have absolutely ninety percent in common with those people, right? You know, uh, and the things you criticize your opponents for, uh, you're guilty of mm. of of those same things. It's just weird, man. I I can't. It's it's hard for me to wrap my head around when I when I hear people saying ignorant shit, especially yeah. especially about. I mean. They would rather be part of the problem than the solution. Yeah. You know? Uh, that's what I don't I don't really get. Because and it, you know, it's on the right and the left, both. They don't they don't want to work together. They don't want to govern, you know? Yeah. They don't want to come to solutions that benefit the majority of people, you know? It's just weird.
1: Well, I mean, it's kind of I think that a lot of people kind of see the writing on the wall and then just the fact that, you know, like the function of our government ceased to be about producing what's best for the people long time ago
0: yeah yeah that's true
1: and everybody's just trying to defend their little piece that they do have and you know they're doing it on whatever lines they can draw in the sand and you know hurdle together as much support as possible and you know in america you know right racism it's, it's it's a it's a big hard line still you know and you know if they can unite around that and they can defend what or you know believe that they're defending what's
0: theirs you know They'll do what they got to do to keep that, you know. Same thing on the other side of the fence, you know. What do you mean? Are you being general, or are you saying? I'm. I'm just saying in general. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. just like. Yeah, it reminds me of Westworld season three. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> I didn't Man, know how to transition away from that I like, conversation.
1: <laughs> I I fell off with Westworld. I, I that second season, like I watched like three
0: episodes of it, and it was just so bad. The I, second season was pretty rough, uh, and I I know. I remember exactly what happened in season two because you know season three talks about season two a lot Mm. and season two probably could have been like an episode or two because the way they jumped back into season three what happened in season two really didn't matter all that much yeah uh and I don't know why why are we it's hard to talk about by myself because I just saw it and and you haven't seen it yeah but uh Season three is like the the concept of it is just really deep mm-hmm. science fiction writing. Yeah, it it has to deal with like uh, real stuff that that is a concern, and it's uh, artificial intelligence, supercomputers that predict your behavior and basically allocate everything around the world mm-hmm. on its own. And if it didn't if if artificial intelligence didn't exist, the the human race would have destroyed itself. Yeah. So it's kind of like uh, you know, they caught you. You know. Yeah. You, it's uh humanity humanity's own nature to destroy itself versus basically enslavement. Yeah. And you're you're limited to you know what you can do, uh, what your place is in society, and it's just it's it's very high concept. Mm-hmm. Uh, they kind of, they kind of let go of that some, f- they, to make it more actiony. Yeah. And that's kind of where it, <clears throat> it lost me a little bit. But overall, it's definitely worth uh, mm-hmm. finishing that series. And it's not even finished. They left it open for season four. So yeah. It's just weird, man. HBO kills it on a lot of levels. Uh, that Watchmen
1: series was great.
0: That Watchmen series was fantastic. And it's probably still going to go, right? Um, I think so. Yeah, they should. I don't know.
1: I liked Westworld whenever it was about robot cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was kind of good with that.
0: I don't know. Yeah. They, um, uh, I don't know, man. It, it had a real Blade Runner-y feel for season three. Yeah. For a long time. And then it got kind of into, like, Terminator 3. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, it's like, ah. Uh. Uh. uh yeah. I don't know. Yeah. What else we got? Uh, Kamala Harris was announced today. Yeah. <laughs>
2: That's
0: uh I don't know what to say about that, really.
1: There were a bunch of people saying defund the police. And the DNC's like, "Oh, we love the police. What?" <laughs> let's get a cop in there.
0: Yeah, no shit. Let's get a let's get a crooked DA. Yeah. Was she a DA? Uh, she was a prosecutor, uh Assistant DA, yeah, right? Something like that. And uh she just threw the book at everybody she could, uh, where marijuana was concerned. Yeah. She fucking fought against the DNA evidence every time she could. Mm-hmm. I mean that test a DNA test is twelve dollars. Yeah. Did you know that? Twelve bucks for, yeah. for somebody to run a DNA test to exclude you from the crime. Yeah. Twelve dollars. Hmm. interesting it's ridiculous (laughs) and she fought against that you know her she was concerned about her record Mm -hmm. her win record and that's pretty much it because you know she knew that if she got a great win record she could go places in politics she could be competent tough on crime right you know and uh friend of the show tulsi gabbard uh i'm just kidding um you know handled handled her <laughs> finally yeah. in the debates over that so Look but they,
1: they 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 wanted her so they got her
0: yeah.
1: <laughs> so it doesn't matter anyway
0: oh man
1: man uh i don't know honestly i could see it going either way really really i could cause i could I mean, too cause i mean i think that like so many people are just completely de-energized by it but at the same time you know i think that picking a cop you know is kind of like a good way to kind of Kind of dog whistle the white people in the suburbs and be like, hey, listen, you can get rid of the Cheeto and you can still, you know, feel like a good person. But nothing's really going to change for you. Everything's still going to be okay, You know, like all this stuff that's scary in the streets. Now we got someone that's all about law and order in here now.
0: So It's, it's tough, man, to watch people on the right and left be manipulated. And, you know, they're not only they're they're not only manipulated by uh, outside sources, but they manipulate their own thoughts. You know, yeah. They they have to eat shit, like, and they have to make themselves believe that it tastes good. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's uh, that's been politics for a while. you Yeah. Know? Yeah. Uh, and yeah, I'm not I'm not into it.
1: Yeah. I. I, I mean, I've, I've had zero energy for it for a while now. But man, just yeah. <sighs> Honestly, I think probably, like, (laughs) voting for Trump and driving the collapse further would be the only thing that would really, you know, push my political interest at all. (laughs) Yeah.
0: Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) Yep, yep, yep. All right, man. Yeah. You ready to to get into some news? Yeah. All right.
2: We all know what time it is. It's time for the news. With Gabriel Peter.
0: He shared this uh, story on Facebook. Yeah, let's let's. And I thought, no way. Yeah, it's back.
1: <laughs> so, possible Santeria animal sacrifice found in Galveston. Um, uh, on Wednesday, August fifth at two p.m., Houston artist Autumn Smith and her boyfriend JD Hartman were walking along the trails in the East End Lagoon Nature Preserve. Uh, because the trail is fairly short, they wanted to get a bit more ex- bit of exercise. Uh, they decided to wander off the beaten beaten path uh, down to the water. And what they found was evidence of a... What they believed to be (laughs) evidence of a Santeria animal sacrifice. Uh, It was a cloth bag. It was neatly tied up. Uh, There was coins and uncooked corn and shards of coconut and tea lights all around it. Uh, Not far from the bag, they found fresh, uneaten corpses of three animals, a large chicken, a turtle, and a blackbird that they couldn't identify. And it says they were neatly arranged with more coconut shards and tea lights all around. So, I mean, it says they did not look into... The bag to see what was inside of it so who knows but yeah they, they apparently with santeria they kill a lot of goats and turtles and birds yeah. and there's a lot of coconut involved
0: um the only thing i know about santeria really is from watching dexter and yeah. uh joey diaz <laughs> 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 but uh apparently it's not anything to fear and that's what that's the the vibe i caught off of this headline yeah uh because you know it seems like Santeria's sacrifice shouldn't be confused with satanic sacrifice, Yeah, uh, even though there are some slight similarities. There's some overlap. Yeah, (laughs) but uh, I don't think that people should be fear-mongering about uh, what is, in essence, a Christian. uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's just Catholicism gone wild. (laughs) Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, So,
1: the Galveston officials are denying that it was a ritual sacrifice. Uh, Of course they do there's a game warden that uh said he received a f- phone call from a hysterical woman claiming to have found uh evidence of animal sacrifice uh Smith says she's never actually reached a game warden when she tried to uh tried to phone well, phone in her find and
0: yeah so that's kind of weird um, what if it was satanic sacrifice and they're just trying to play it off as santeria uh I don't know well I mean there's there's photos of the sacrifices here on, oh okay yeah oh, oh yeah that's not that's not satanic looking at all. Mm, yeah, just it's <laughs>
1: like a cat died on a beach, you
0: know? Yeah, with a chicken. <laughs>
1: yeah. But yeah, so here's the the little bag with the coins and the coconut. Spit all
0: around it. And here's some coins, coconuts. Yeah. You need to disturb someone's uh, sacrifice, so they have to do it all, all over again.
1: Yeah, either that or they're going to... I bet these people are having, like, a really crazy time at home right now. There's
0: <laughs> <It's> probably <laughs> no, just shit so. flying
1: around over the place, you know? No shit killer dolls trying to kill him and yeah
0: it's a a bad weekend uh was are you talking about chucky wasn't chucky that was uh, voodoo yeah oh okay okay all right yeah all right never mind (laughs) (laughs) yeah close enough close yeah wow yeah that's
1: uh i don't know it 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 doesn't surprise me honestly
0: you know no i'm not surprised either yeah it's uh galveston's a pretty weird place (laughs) yeah surprised it hasn't happened sooner
1: Well, it did actually. There's a, they talk about, uh, I guess in 2013. Where is that at?
0: Uh,
2: Yeah.
1: Yeah. There was a guy that was like ritualistically killing cats. Uh huh. But I don't know. I don't know if that's really, maybe he
0: was just trying to save uh, birds.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (sighs) So here we go. We got, we got, got the dark magic kicking around Galveston now.
2: Yep.
0: Good times. Interesting. Okay. So the Pentagon came out, what was it, last week? And said, basically, <laughs> uh, the U.S. is in custody of a few, or at least one UFO, right? Something like that. They, they, it says that uh, they have possession
1: of an off-world vehicle not made on this earth.
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> off-world vehicles. So, you know, I've I listened to a lot of uh, conspiracy stuff, mm-hmm. and... Uh, Bob Lazar, since he went on Rogan, has been. You know, a lot of people have been re-evaluating. Yeah. That guy, and uh, you know, he's been he's been very consistent for you know thirty years. Yeah. And uh, people have been really paying attention to what what's been said by that guy, and you know what's been proven true that he said is really watertight. You know. Mm-hmm. So. People are looking at everything else that hasn't been provable and considering it to be fact. And, you know, the most interesting thing he, he talked about was the U.S. being in, uh, in possession of six UFOs in this one base called S-4 near uh, Area 51. Yeah, And, the, you know, he, there, there are outside things that have, have been said by different people that have kind of corroborated his story but you know serious people don't want to even touch this subject and uh one of them was was Ben Rich and he was head of uh Lockheed Martin Skunk Works mm-hmm. and he said at a some kind of uh some kind of he was he was speaking to someone I don't remember who but he basically said we now have the technology to send e to take et home yeah and he was the head of skunkworks mm-hmm. black budget high technology program going on for the us government right. so and and there's other instances of that other examples of people saying stuff that you know if you put two and two together mm-hmm. you're going to end up with more facts around the story or more information at least yeah so this story just kind of lines up with a few other legitimate sources you know okay So, okay, what what actually happened last week? Okay, uh, so the Pentagon... uh,
1: According to a recent report uh, from the New York Times, a top-secret Pentagon program has been conducting classified briefings for over a decade analyzing various encounters between military craft and unidentified aerial vehicles. According to the Times, the Pentagon stated that the program was disbanded, but a Senate committee report last month revealed spending on a program called the Unidentified Aerial Space Phenomenon Task Force. Uh, It was reported in late June that U.S. Senator Marco Rubio had requested a detailed analysis of the task force's findings. Uh, The report stated that the committee supports the the efforts of the task force to collect and standardize data regarding unidentified aerial phenomenon, as well as their links to foreign governments and potential threats. Now, the New York Times is reporting that a secretive task force is expected to release new and alarming findings that may involve vehicles made of materials not of this planet. Uh, astrophysicist and former consultant of the ufo program since 2007 eric w davis told the times that he gave a classified briefing to the defense department agency as early as march regarding off-world vehicles not made on this earth um over the years the federal government has released footage of military encounters with unidentified aerial phenomena in april the pentagon declassified videos from 2004 and 2015 that showed saucer looking objects uh DoD is releasing videos in order to clear up any misconceptions by the public on whether or not the footage that has been circulating was real or whether or not there is uh, more to the videos, the agency said in a statement released along with the clips. The aerial phenomena observed in the videos remains characterized as unidentified. See, uh, In September, the U.S. Navy acknowledged that three UFO videos were released by former Blink-182 singer Tom DeLonge. (laughs) And published by the New York Times were real, unidentified objects. The Navy considers the phenomena contained, depicted in those three videos, as unidentified. Navy spokesperson uh, Joseph Gratisher told The Black Vault, a website dedicated to declassified government documents. Okay. So what are you taking from all this, Brennan? You want to know what I, I'm i going to offer you an alternate take here? Okay, go for it. <laughs> okay. So, you know, we're familiar with Project Bluebeam, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. So actually, yeah, you're more familiar with Bluebeam than I am. So, could you?
0: Uh, Bluebeam is a I think it was under the CIA mm-hmm. uh, where they would basically fake a UFO invasion. Not clear why they would do such a thing, but uh, it would basically revolve around holographic uh, technology. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know. I mean, they just wanted to uh, I guess create chaos. I I'm mm-hmm. guessing. I don't really know exactly why they would do that. Okay, like just if I'm looking at the world and what's going on right now,
1: and in the midst of everything that's going on in the world right now, mm-hmm. you know, I'm seeing suddenly declassified videos of the UFOs of UFOs that are being leaked by the singer of a pop punk band. To me, it doesn't feel like th- this. Feels like uh, it feels like a psyop. It feels like you know we're. In a very tumultuous time right now, mm-hmm. you know the the U.S.'s position as a whole is our our position in the world is entirely under attack and being threatened,
0: you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And whenever I see stuff like this, this looks like this looks like Cold War psyop stuff to me.
0: You probably are onto something because you know we talked about the U.S. being in a really weak position as far as the rest of the world sees. Uh, we we talked about that a couple episodes ago, mm. if not last episode. But uh, this would be the kind of thing that would be pulled out as a psyop to create a little confusion or worry. Well, yeah, I mean, think around about it. the rest of the world.
1: You know, I mean, imagine if you will. You know, suddenly someone's coming out and saying, "Oh yeah, by the way, we have alien technology." Yeah, <laughs> that we've been keeping sacred for years, mm-hmm. and uh, we can. You don't know what it is, but we can deploy it. You know, meanwhile, you know, Russia is actually launching space weapons. That is That is documented. There is a satellite, a weaponized satellite floating around the Earth right now. Yeah. That has been recently launched into space by Russia. And, I mean, China is just being their dominant selves. You know? So, yeah. it's like...
0: Building aircraft carriers.
1: There, There's a, you know, there, there's a weird power play going on, and I
0: think that this is just a piece of it. Oh, and they have hypersonic weapons. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Um, I mean... I mean, as if, much as we spend on technology, it is still conventional technology. Yeah. And, you know, other other countries around the world spend a lot less on the same technology. Mm-hmm. So, how do you trump that? Right. You know, you say, well, we've got stuff you've never even, you can't yeah. even comprehend,
1: you know? We can send E.T. home.
0: Yeah. yeah, <laughs> And that was actually said in, the, yeah. uh, I think, 76 or something like that. Right. But... I mean, this, yeah. this just I mean, this
1: feels like Cold War shit, you know. Yeah, it could be. Um, so I mean, think about it. Like, when 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 did the UFO phenomena become mainstream in America? Anyway, you know, it's in the '40s, right after World War II. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well. Yeah. I mean,
1: that's that's when we started hearing about these things.
0: Yeah, I wouldn't I wouldn't discount everything because we don't have the technology to do a lot of what's been encountered. Yeah. I mean, I believe a lot of this stuff. Uh, a lot of it. I don't believe. Probably the majority of it, I don't believe because you know you've got kooks and liars and uh, people with Photoshop. <laughs> people that are kind of you know mentally ill, um, trying to manipulate themselves into another situation. Mm-hmm. But and and I've witnessed this firsthand. Right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not talking out of uh, reading about it. I've actually gone to meetings and seen. You know, people that are clearly mentally ill, uh, talk about stuff. Yeah. But, you know, there's always the other hand. You know? There is. Wouldn't yeah. you be mentally ill if you got fucking abducted? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, ask I Travis can't Walton. Say. <laughs> yeah, ask uh Whitley Strever. Um yeah, I don't know, man. It's uh it's a tough thing to rule on, uh, for your own reality, but I just feel like the timing is really suspect. It is. And it is. I think it's questionable because you know the questions always been put up to the government, and the government's always hidden information. Yeah. Uh, for one, they've changed the you know if you if you do a, a what is it called a FOIA request mm-hmm. for UFO. You know, you're only going to get back a certain amount of information going up to a certain date. So, why did that happen? Because they changed the terminology of it right. at a certain point. Didn't tell anybody. There were no documents on it. Mm-hmm. It just changed to an uh, identified aerial phenomenon. Yeah. <clears throat> so, at that point, you have to search for something else. Mm-hmm. But anyway, uh, it, is, it is suspect. It is. Uh, anytime the government comes, forth with information you, you always have to look at it as they're lying yeah <laughs> or uh maybe mixing in uh a lie with the truth you know yeah anyway what else we got <clears throat> okay um oh, i didn't pull up a new story for this one well you you knew about this yeah uh, okay <laughs> this is
1: awesome uh so ancestry.com was uh purchased recently yes uh, there's a company called Blackstone. Uh they are primarily Sounds in- like
0: a real friendly yes.
2: uh, organization.
1: I got real spooked because I couldn't remember what uh Blackwater changed their name to, so I had oh, to do wow. some Googling. Oh know? man, that'd be nuts. Uh
0: yeah. Okay, so Blackstone to me sounds like this uh, you know, eccentric billionaire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> owns this company and he has a basically Craven the Hunter from Spider-Man. <laughs> Well, unfortunately,
1: it's far more boring than that. Oh, uh, damn it! They're just typical, you know, real estate people. You know, they they own a large section of New York, and they own a lot of commercial real estate, and they own a lot of uh, apartments and stuff like that too. So they they've <laughs> evicted hundreds of thousands of people. Oh. But uh, yeah, just uh, you know, these people they bought they you know bought into some hedge fund, and now they own reg- they own uh, ancestry.com, mm-hmm. which for Listeners who are not familiar with Ancestry.com, what you do is you pay like 50 bucks for a test, they mail it to you, you swab the inside of your mouth, and give them a sample of your DNA, and you mail it back, and then they tell you that your grandpa was lying about you being related to Jesse James. Yeah. So, uh, basically, now this boring real estate firm owns millions of people's DNA. They have records of, (laughs) to do God knows what with it and actually this happened with uh 23 and Me as well didn't it i think so yeah th- th- this yeah. happened before yeah i just i just remember that
0: yeah. and so when you brought this up i combined that with the information that all of our covid tests actually <laughs> oh, yeah. had to you have to fuck it's based on rna right but to get the rna you have to duplicate the you have to analyze the code of DNA yeah you have to like it analyze from? it
1: yeah you have to like analyze the DNA to complete it so they're you know taking kind of a DNA sample as well or it's, they're taking a DNA sample to replicate the RNA
0: yes so you, I mean it's not a coincidence that a DNA sample is the exact same procedure you would do for uh, a covid test that's a weird one too <laughs> uh, so where's all this information being stored we have no idea. Yeah, I mean, lab core and you combine that. I mean, once you, you know, if you look at the sources of DNA, which would be, you know, some voluntary, some involuntary. You look at uh, ancestry.com, 23andme, covid test. Uh, if you've ever been uh, if you've ever been accused of a crime, yeah. they, if, you, if you've DNA. ever been pregnant,
1: if you've ever been born
0: in a hospital. <laughs> oh god, that's true. Is there any way that your DNA is not on file?
1: Uh, if you were born in the woods. If you were born before, you know, DNA testing was available.
0: If you live in, like, the mountains of Kazakhstan or you something just like that.
1: You never received medical treatment, like, past a certain point. Like, past, like, the mid-90s, you know? That's crazy.
0: Where's that all going? It, you know, this whole Westworld thing really just, I mean, it drops a seed in your brain, at least for me. And I'm like because <clears throat> i'm always throwing things to the future like where yeah. could this lead you know mm-hmm. and just knowing that and i and i've brought it up so many times people are probably sick of me talking about it but there is a <clears throat> there's an nsa uh uh facility in nevada mm. that takes like what uh like half a million gallons of water a day <laughs> yeah <laughs> to cool the computers uh, it's like, you know, it just, it just makes me, makes my imagination run wild, you Yeah.
1: Know? Well, whenever I first thought about this, like, my brain went into psycho, you know, sci-fi mode as well. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I was just thinking about, you know, this whole corporate space race to get to Mars, you know? It's a lot cheaper, it's a lot cheaper to clone people on Mars Yes. it is like, Yes!
0: I have had <laughs> that same them. thought, man. I have had that exact same thought. Because... You actually brought up cloning whenever we read that yeah. the covid test uh like explanation right. of how how it was done you're like this sounds like cloning to me and you know <clears throat> i've said that you know we should sh- we should take the internet copy it to something and just have it orbit the fucking earth so that you know the asteroid that comes to kill us or whatever we fucking do yeah survives and can be carried on if there's a future race of humans. But <laughs> that's a little sci-fi. Uh, just a little bit. And, uh, I mean, cloning people on Mars is just... That's a very logical step. I mean... That's a lot cheaper
1: than trying to transport a human being for three years, you know? Yeah. DNA samples, you know what, two inches long? <laughs> like a, in a tube?
0: <laughs> Man.
1: I mean, you could fit millions of those on one of those SpaceX rockets. <laughs> but why would you clone everybody? I no, mean, just no. enough
0: people to do the work. Because, <laughs> I mean, we're not going. <laughs> I mean, I guess you have to have a certain amount yeah. for viability purposes. Yeah. Just a labor pool. You can't just clone 5,000 people or something and just have them mate because that, that population would probably die eventually.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
0: Interesting. <laughs> this is one to think about, I think. Yeah. Uh, what else we got? Okay, uh, footage showing U.S. soldiers talking about various alien beings, UFOs, and Majestic 12. So this fucking goes deep. Like, yeah, and yeah. this is just a soldier. I don't know. You drive on this because I don't
1: Huh? Drive on
0: this. I don't know the story. Oh, okay. Okay, so we just watched the video that this uh, story was about. Unfortunately, <laughs> <laughs> I thought this was going to be like a legit meeting, you know? Yeah. Uh, But no, it's probably a sergeant or... That's somebody lower on low, very low on the totem pole. Yeah, uh, talking about books that he's read.
1: Yeah, like whenever you look at this video, like this, the reminded me of like whenever we would be sitting around bored, like waiting for a flight somewhere, you know, and just kind of like shooting the shit, and like you just end up talking to people, and then people will talk about their weird shit. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> like you know, like like I was telling you before, there was this guy in my unit uh, named Togan that was really into astrology, and he went off like this one time. And you know we were all just like what, because <laughs> <laughs> like you you get you know very intimately familiar with other people in your unit like that, right? So like whenever you have these downtimes, you start finding out things about people. Yeah, and they found out this guy's really into aliens.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, can you go up a little bit? Let's uh, go past. Scroll the past the Ron Paul and Viagra ads. Yeah. A lot a specific targeted advertising here. <laughs> okay, so this is called footage showing US soldiers talking about various various alien beings, UFOs, and majestic 12. So anybody can google, I think it's like 51 uh species of aliens or something like that. Yeah. Uh or maybe it's 52. What is uh how many flavors? No, it's not 31 flavors. Anyway, uh <laughs> <laughs> 31 flavors of alien. <laughs> 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 they're you know, this is uh, this is common knowledge in uh, UFO and alien research circles. Uh, it's pretty fucking out there. Mm. And, you know, for normies, uh, it's probably pretty fucking strange to hear about people talking about aliens as if they're absolutely 100% real. Yeah. And we know facts about them. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty common knowledge. Uh, what this guy's talking about. Yeah. <laughs> that's different. That's kind of it. I mean, that's just like, you know.
1: I mean, it, it just reminds me of like being in the military. Just waiting around. Because you, you, there's a lot of hurry up and wait. Yeah. And you end up talking about weird shit with people.
0: In the meantime, you you meet a lot of interesting folks. Yes. You,
1: you, you learn about cars and witchcraft. And, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> all kinds of weird stuff, man. Man, there's freaks all over the country. Yeah, dude. I mean,
1: a lot of, the, a lot of people join the military. Because, like, they just don't have anywhere else to go. <laughs>
0: yeah. So you wind up meeting some weirdos. Unfortunately, I'm too old for that shit. Yeah. Uh what else we got? Come on. Uh back to the CIA
1: website with its kid zone.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, so you know, all right, let's let's talk about the the last story versus this story. Okay. So on one hand, you have this normal dude that's in the military, probably very low ranking, not a, not official in any capacity, yeah. just the guy that's reading books. On the other hand, you have CIA.gov mm-hmm. talking about a real black budget funded project that had to deal with astral projection, mm-hmm. <laughs> which is um, a, a type of, uh, I guess, meditation where you would take your mind and your eyes. And travel to another place, right. such as the Kremlin mm-hmm. or something, and you would sit in on a meeting of, you know, these uh, top secret officials doing top secret shit, and you would learn somehow about their their project. Right. And guess what? The KGB did the same thing. Mm-hmm. It, it had its own uh, project similar to this. Uh, yeah, but... <sighs> I feel like this whole release... And by the way, yeah. it didn't fucking work. <laughs> Watch the movie uh, Men That Stare at Goats. Yeah, I've it's seen that. Same, it's great. It, it's yeah. the same thing. That's that's exactly... And that's a true story somewhat. Yeah. Yeah, based on a true story.
1: Okay, so this is... Uh, I guess like the document was originally published in uh, August 8th of 1973. And these people... They're saying this person was able to uh, basically locate a facility in the USSR and give its exact coordinates and it's it's like this one specific kind of facility that they were looking for or whatever and the person was able to you know see they located it and you know were able to find it and give exact coordinates as to where it was so i mean whether or not this is true i feel like the timing and the just the release of all this information that's coming out now this this all feels like you know cold war psyop stuff
0: yeah because not only are we, do we have this badass technology, we can actually attack you psychically. Yeah, <laughs> we know all your secrets already because we've projected our minds into uh, your secret meetings.
1: Yeah, it's like uh, this. This all feels like you know '80s Cold War paranoia.
0: I agree on a certain level. Uh, you know, Gabe, that you know. Pays his taxes and, it's, you know, goes to work every day, uh, you know, deals with reality every day, mm-hmm. agrees with you. It could be psyop stuff. But Gabe that believes in weird shit or has, you know, experienced weird shit, I'm more inclined to say they at least tried it for real. Oh, I'm, I'm not saying that they
1: haven't tried it. I'm not saying maybe that it didn't even work. But I just feel like the timing of the release is all... of a greater thing
0: you know what i what i what i get from this Mm. is that this is fake that they successfully did this Mm. and then they're releasing it saying that they really did it because to me this stuff doesn't work it's like it's like a parlor trick you know right uh i mean i've never i've never you know in all my paranormal research i've never come across a verifiable case of this working. Even though people have said, I think, uh, I think his name's Ingo Swan or something like that. Uh, he he claims to be able to do this and uh, to be able to train other people to do it. But I've never. I mean, you got to take his word for it, right? right. You know? uh, so yeah, I don't know, man. There's hucksters, mm-hmm. and I, I just don't think that I think this release document is fake. Yeah, Tim, it is a psyop. You know, mm-hmm. I'm not saying that that project didn't exist. Right. I just don't think that they were successful. with it. And that's all I got to say about that. Yeah. I'm just glad to have you in the studio, Brennan. <laughs> yeah. Glad to be back. I'm it's, having a little more fun. It's been a minute. Oh, we got to talk about Beirut. Oh, yeah. We didn't even talk about Beirut. Okay. So can I open with this one? Please do. Something exploded. Uh, they There are riots happening right now. Protests. Not riots. Uh, that's not the right word. Uh, this explosion has kicked off kind of a revolution um, because the reason this happened, apparently, and you know, there's there's so much information that contradicts itself. But the the mainstream story is Russia, uh, Lebanon confiscated from a Russian ship two thousand seven hundred tons of ammonium nitrate. Right. Apparently, there was a fire that ignited some fireworks in that same warehouse. Mm-hmm. The fireworks affected the ammonium nitrate that had been sitting there for, uh, I think, six years. Six years, yes. <clears throat> there was an enormous explosion that leveled uh, a certain area of Lebanon, mm-hmm. of uh, of Beirut. And apparently, it was a third the power of uh, Hiroshima. Mm-hmm. Um, so... This information uh, seems to be somewhat correct, or it's what's going on for the official story. And that has brought up issues with corruption in the uh, in the government because, you know, it, it should have been moved. Something should have happened. Right. I don't really exactly understand why uh, corrupt officials are being uh, blamed for it because I don't live there. I don't mm-hmm. know what, what they're... Even their system of government is. I think they're democratic. I think they elect their officials. <clears throat> but now, apparently this government's really new, too. Like, they just supposedly sorted all their shit out. Yeah. And, you know, these the, the people there were so pissed at their government that they started building gallows. Yeah. Did you see this? Yeah. You know, start building gallows, shit's gonna change. Like, mm. you know, nobody fucking wants to die because... You know, they made a mistake, or they're shitty, you know, they're corrupt, they're criminals, right. or whatever. Nobody wants to fucking be dragged in the street and hung, you know? Mm. <clears throat> so, apparently, they're, this government is, like, running on a skeleton crew now. Yeah, okay, everybody resigned.
1: Yeah. Including the president. Yes,
0: even the president. He, I think he left the country, actually. Mm. I think he resigned from out of the country. Right. Uh. So, you know, they something happened. People got pissed change happened you know Mm -hmm. that's fuck i mean you could only hope for so much you know what's that like (laughs) i know it it's uh pretty impressive to see other countries do that and i saw this meme today that said uh it said something to the effect of it's funny twelve uh twelve hundred dollars talking about the stimulus check is exactly the right amount to build a guillotine yeah. <laughs> i was like whoa that's fucking pretty badass yeah. because you know i'm not for violence at all uh especially when it comes to like trying to affect change in in your government but uh you know you start building guillotines in the street <laughs> it certainly gonna, makes a point <laughs> it does it really does uh even if it's just symbolic but fuck you build it on the t- and i'm not threatening in any way satire satire sat- satire here, here comes a big dose of satire you uh you, you build one guillotine on the steps of the capitol building and you drag one person out <laughs> and you uh you know use it <laughs> effectively i think uh you're going to either you know change is going to be come into effect whether good or bad Yeah. whether it's uh Civil War or whatever, you know, <laughs> or a cop for a vice president. Yeah, exactly <laughs> So there you go <sighs> There you go. Yeah, how did we get there? I don't know. Uh, you want to do some murder and mayhem? Sure. All right
1: <laughs> Okay, uh, this murder and mayhem uh, is about Louis Jolly on West and he is an American psychiatrist whose work uh, focused primarily in cases where subjects were taken to the limits of human experience. Huh. Uh, he performed a highly controversial psyche, psychic evaluation of Jack Ruby, and he was in charge of the UCLA's Department of Psychiatry and Neuropsychiatric Neuropsych- uh, Institute for 20 years. Uh, he was deeply involved in Korean War-era CIA brainwashing experiments. Uh, he was part of MK Ultra and the use of the use and intentional abuse of lsd as it was being administered to unwitting people who suffered traumatic hallucinations even at one point killing an elephant with it uh west was also active in studying the creation and Wait, management does it explain that what you're the, the elephant this, yes yeah okay we get into that all right cool <laughs> <laughs> i'll just quietly okay. listen <laughs> and- <laughs> West was also active in the create in studying the creation and management of cults and anti death penalty activism, which is weird. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um. Kind of how I came about this guy, uh, is you know I have talked about this before. I'm interested in the MK Ultra experiments. Um, and you know I write a book about Charles Manson. And what was the book called? Uh, it's called uh, Chaos.
0: Uh, oh yeah, Manson, balls yeah. deep in chaos. Yeah, basically,
1: basically the book is just about how Charles Manson uh is possibly, you know, a result of the MK Ultra experiments. Uh because apparently there was this clinic that was uh, you know, distributing LSD and, you know, experimenting on people in the 60s and 70s in the Hate, Ash, hate Ashbury. There were several of these clinics actually and uh, there was a huge location location location. Uh it was uh housed out of the the Nike missile silo, not the company, but that was just the name of the facility. Nikes are, are missiles. <laughs> what? And for some reason, LSD chemists, like chemists, they love a missile silo. <laughs> I don't know what's up with that, but there's like been several guys. I mean, hmm. the, there's a, there's like a, the guy in the Midwest that would like, just went to prison or well, that went to prison in the nineties that I think he just got out actually. Um, that was responsible for like a majority of like the nineties LSD epidemic. <laughs> hmm. Like he built his whole operation, like out of a missile silo somewhere in the Midwest, like in Kansas or something. Wow. Yeah. kind of a thing with these dudes i don't know anyway so this guy the reason i kind of came about him and was reminded of him was uh you know just because we haven't done a show in a while i was i always like to read a little bit of like charles manson stuff (laughs) like whenever we haven't done a show for a while yeah yeah just just because it kind of like gets me in the mindset okay uh and his name popped up uh because he was uh being you know consulted for this story where they were talking where you know he was talking about cults you know, because he's the the chair of the UCLA, you know, psychiatric department. And he has, he has this, all this expertise in cult stuff like that. And, you know, I just started, like, reading about him and, like, thinking about him. And I was like, wait a second, this guy, this guy this sounds familiar. And I Googled him. And it turns out he's the guy that worked for the CIA in MKUltra that was distributing LSD in the 70s, like, all throughout oh, that wow. area. Wow. So, okay, like, so his, his, his whole thing is, like, uh, he was a doctor in the Air Force initially. Uh, like he uh, was appointed to just, like, for the, some, some panel to discover why 36 of 59 airmen captured in the Korean War had confessed or cooperated to uh, Korean allegations of war crimes committed by the United States. Um, so at first they thought that they were being brainwashed or drugged, but uh, he kind of came to a similar uh, simpler conclusion that uh, they weren't drugged. What it actually was was just that they were sleep deprived. Hmm. Like they would just sleep deprive them for so long
0: that they would just confess to anything. And interesting, isn't that what we what quote unquote we did in uh uh Grave? Yeah, (laughs) it's it's exactly that. And it wasn't torture, though. No. Yeah. Okay. So, uh,
1: yeah, these guys were being court-martialed because they admitted that the United States had committed war crimes or whatever. But because this guy had you know examined these people and determined that it was sleep deprivation, they were all released. Um, so he wrote a, he wrote a paper, it's called, uh, United States Air Force prisoners of the Chinese communist methods of forceful indoctrination observations and interviews. Um, so he did his, uh, like later on, he, he ends up, gets out of the air force and he, uh, goes to Cornell university and he's doing his, uh, psychiatric residency, which apparently, uh, was an MK ultra institution and a, and a site of the human ecology fund, which I can't find anything about that. I need to look hmm. that up uh he became a subcontractor for m k ultra project sub project forty three a twenty thousand eight hundred dollar grant by the c i a was given to him and he was uh like a well, it was given to him while he was a chairman of psychiat, chairman of the department of psychiatry at university of oklahoma um so twenty grand back then was a lot of it was a lot of money yeah so basically, what he was working on while he was there with that money was uh, psychophysiological studies and the hypnosis and su- of hypnosis and suggestibility and uh, studies of dissociative states.
2: Hmm.
1: So he's just trying to like he- he's working on brainwashing. Yeah, with a CIA grant at a college. <laughs> um, That's so, the way they do it. So here's the part that you're interested in, Gabe. <laughs>
2: <laughs> well.
1: <laughs> Okay, so one of the more unusual incidents in West's career took place in August of 1962. Uh, he and two co-workers attempted to investigate the phenomena of the must of elephants by dosing an elephant named Tusco. He was a bull elephant at the uh, Lincoln Park Zoo in Oklahoma City with LSD. Now, what must is, is like uh, whenever they start getting like all aggressive and like like getting ready to mate, you know, bull elephants. Horny. Yeah. Okay. They, they start getting really physically aggressive. So, uh... I guess they're tr- they're trying to, like, you know, just learn about it or whatever. So, they expected that the drug would trigger a state of must. Instead, the animal began to have seizures five minutes after the LSD was administered. Uh, be- beginning 20 minutes later, West and his colleagues administered the antipsychotic uh, promazine hydrochloride. They injected over 2,800 milligrams over 11 minutes. Uh, this large promazine dose was not effective and may have contributed to the animal's death. It died an hour and 40 minutes later after the LSD was given. Mm. Uh how much LSD did they give him? Hold on, your computer's thinking. Um, what? Whoa, what's going on? I don't know. Okay, so... Does, uh, does it say? Let's see, uh, it says, Later, many uh, theories developed as to why Tusco had died. Some researchers had thought the West and his colleagues had made the mistake of scaling up the dose in proportion to the animal's body weight rather than its brain weight mm. without considering other factors such as metabolic rate. Uh, another theory was that uh, the LSD had caused uh, Tusco distress. Uh, the drugs administered in an attempt to revive him caused the death. Uh, attempting to prove that LSD alone had not been the cause of death. Uh, Ronald K. Siegel of UCLA repeated a variant of West's experiment on two elephants. He administered two elephants uh, equivalent doses in milligrams per kilogram uh, that were uh, that which to which uh, like compared to what like what was given to Tusco. Mm-hmm. They mixed the LSD in the drinking water rather than directly injecting it. Mm. Uh, neither elephant ex- expired or exhibited great distress, although they both behaved strangely for a number of hours. Hmm. So yeah, so this guy just like shot an elephant up with LSD and caused it to have Straight seizures. Into the bloodstream, yeah. yeah, that's
0: not good. Really I could have
1: told you that. Super psychotic stuff. Okay, so uh, yeah, later on, uh, I guess uh, in the '70s, he was called uh, during the Patty Hearst trial because he was uh, he's an ex- he's a brainwashing expert.
0: Yeah, you know,
1: <laughs> he's got years of training, uh, and uh, he was uh, he believed that uh, she had exhibited symptoms of Stockholm syndrome. And uh, he wrote a newspaper article asking uh, President Carter to release Hearst pre- from prison. Uh, she was basically only in jail for a few weeks. And then, you know, she got out and, and you know repudiated the whole SLA thing, you know. I guess for those of those... I'm, I'm sure that our listeners probably know, but those who don't, uh, Patty Hearst was a newspaper heiress. And uh, she was kidnapped by a group of, uh well, quote-unquote terrorists in the 70s. And uh, they robbed a bank or something, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah. So they ended up robbing a bank and they got captured and... You know, she was, like, sticking by her captors, and, yeah, that's basically the story of Patty Hearst. Uh, there's a lot more to it, I'm sure. But <laughs> yeah. There's um, a movie about it. Yeah. Okay, so he's apparently also kind of got into it with the Scientologist because he's an anti-cult guy. It uh, says, according to West, uh, Scientologists attempted to discredit him and get him fired using methods uh, similar to used, those used in Operation Freakout, which I don't know what that is.
0: We're um, going to find out by next episode.
1: Yeah. Ah, uh, this was allegedly done after his contributions to a 1980 textbook that classified Scientology as a cult. Um, you know, West uh, participated in anti-psychiat but in the American Psychiatric Association panel on cults, and each speaker received a letter threatening a lawsuit if Scientology were mentioned. Apparently, others were intimidated, but only West was was the one to speak against them because he's a fucking CIA spook. What are you going to do to me? <laughs> no <laughs> shit. Oh, are you going to go up here outside of my house?
0: <laughs> Ooh, how do you think? Wrong? Elron Ron Hubbard really died. <laughs> okay, so uh, in
1: 1999, he died at his home at the age of 74. Uh, his family said he died of uh, metastatic cancer, uh, but in 2009, his son wrote the, a book um, where he basically details the fact that he helped his dad commit suicide. Um, you know, he was terminally ill with cancer, so he used prescription medication, you know, took his own life.
0: Good for him. Yeah, Yeah, so
1: this, ar- this article does not get into that other stuff that I was talking about about Manson, but... That's the other part that they don't really talk about before, you know, he becomes the chair of, you know, psychiatry over UCLA. Um, Some of the work that he was doing with the CIA was he was helping, you know, spread LSD through these, like, free clinics. Mm -hmm. Like, there was this uh, this whole network of free clinics in San Francisco that were, like, hippified, you know? Like, they would go into these places and they would paint the walls all psychedelic and, like, you know, paint super sexy naked ladies and stuff on them. Because, like, they were, like, cool clinics where you could get STD testing and all that stuff. Uh You know?
0: And there was a brothel, too, that they did that.
1: Yeah, there was, like, a whole network of places that the CIA was using for this. Yeah. You know, and they were manufacturing all the LSD out of this uh, missile silo, uh, the the Nike facility I was referring to earlier. Mm -hmm. And it's believed that, you know, through this program was how Charles Manson was introduced to LSD whenever he moved to San Francisco in the early 60s. Uh, Like, he was, uh, you know, going to a free clinic or whatever and apparently encountered these CIA people and they kind of noticed something in him that they could manipulate. So they started dosing him and, you know, giving him... Yeah. intense treatment and that's how he learned you know these cult techniques uh-huh. to control people's minds which cult expert you know yeah. like and that's ultimately what led to the manson murders
0: man so crazy i don't know the 60s were uh an interesting time
1: i i only wonder what's going on now
0: you know yeah like
1: that's that's the thing that really like spins my head right now is like, what are they doing right now? Cause these programs didn't go away. You know, they didn't stop doing this kind of stuff. You think so? Of course not. Really? No way. I just, I don't know what capacity it would be representing itself in like society right now. I mean,
0: uh,
1: you think of doing it on YouTube? Huh?
0: I think they moved. Mind to- control on YouTube. Why not? Uh,
1: have you ever watched children's YouTube?
0: No, no, I don't, you know, there's project mockingbird. We've uh-huh. discussed this. Um, but yeah, I don't. Why not? You know, I mean, TV's going down the drain. Television, yeah, and, uh, programming has just you know, it's it's on its last gasps. Of course, they're they're gonna want to take over other avenues of media to control. I mean,
1: I I feel like this is kind of like the next wave. They don't even have to give you acid anymore.
0: You know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you carry well, it around in your pocket. Yeah. Whenever whenever you said you know there these projects are still going on i was thinking lsd specifically and i don't i don't think
1: no i don't, I don't think they like they're drugging people and you know making manchurian well, candidates with lsd
0: well i'm <laughs> i'm thinking they've moved on to other drugs like Yeah. they've it's it's been a while you know they're they've probably developed a lot of different <laughs> psychoactive stuff that you know you can control people with yeah. i mean look in the 80s uh who's uh hinkley the guy that shot reagan yeah He had to have been on something, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, isn't that? Well, that's
1: another thing is like uh, this guy, uh, he was actually, you know, Sirhan Sirhan, you know, the guy that assassinated RFK. Uh Uh-huh. He has no recollection of doing that, right? None. None. This guy appears on the scene like right around the time that RFK gets assassinated in in Los Angeles.
0: Oh, okay. Huh. I don't know, man. I don't know. Yeah. It's definitely interesting. Definitely uh, deserves more Research.
1: MK is a fun hole, man. I mean, I enjoy it.
0: Yeah, it <laughs> is. We gotta figure out where where it's gone, you know? Fortune. <laughs> <laughs> Q Oh yeah. We need to uh speaking of friend questions. To, <laughs> let's do some friend questions.
2: Fire! Fire!
0: Okay. What do you got, Brennan? You want me to start? I only got one, I think. Uh, yeah go ahead hybrid scientist asks how long until the disclosure I don't even know that I believe in the disclosure anymore (laughs) I don't uh, you know I think I started uh, researching ufology in let's see 2006 yeah there's a lot of woo woo stuff to research you know some of it you know it's just food for the imagination you know yeah my imagination got fat as fuck, (laughs) fat as fuck researching ufos and uh you know you can tell i mean my my artwork you know since i started looking into that stuff it's definitely changed um plus i started smoking weed (laughs) heavily and uh doing other stuff but Disclosure, I I don't think it's going to look like what most people think. Uh, This, you know, the story that that we covered today Mm -hmm. is probably the closest you're going to get. I don't think, you know, I don't think fucking Trump is going to roll out the fucking dead alien. Nah. (laughs) On national television. I don't think Trump cares. (laughs) Well, actually, he has discussed it. Uh, He discussed it before he ran. He discussed it recently. Really? Yeah. but he claims not to know anything, mm. and other presidents have looked into it. Uh, Clinton and uh, Jimmy Carter uh, looked into it also, but they couldn't. You know, yeah. Once you get to a certain point, they're going to close off that wall, and you're not going to be able to get any further. You know. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, disclosure. I I think I think the proof is going to be something irrefutable that can't be denied, and I think it's going to happen publicly. And I don't think the government is either. They can't really discuss anything because mm. of the technology aspect of it. But if somebody, la- you know, the closest thing is probably uh, the Phoenix Lights from I think '91 or '93. Uh, that was on fucking people caught video of that. Yeah, unexplainable, like literally unexplainable. Mm. The only explanation is it. It's a uh, some kind of craft that. Human beings could not possibly make. Yeah. Uh, and what happened there? I mean, nobody even remembers that. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you want to look it up, it's it's called the Phoenix Lights, and uh, the government didn't say anything then. It's, I mean, I don't think it. I don't think it's gonna look like anything we can think of. Yeah. Uh, the arrival, you know, that whole shit uh, seemed pretty accurate as to the uh, reaction of the government. Yeah. Um, Of any, you know, it uh, talked about quite a few countries in that movie, and uh, they all kind of reacted the same. They were kind of in a race to figure out what was what before, you know. They wanted to be first so that they could out-compete whoever whoever was left in the dark. But, yeah, I I think that's probably the closest I can think of. Mm. What do you think, Brennan?
1: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I I don't think it's... I think if there is something, it's going to be far less climactic than we want it to be. (laughs) You know? I don't know. Yeah, I agree with that. uh do the next one. Yeah, go for it. Okay. Uh, Alicia Whitmire asks, uh, "What skill do you wish you could learn or or have tried but never got the hang of?"
0: Skateboarding. I don't know. <laughs> uh, probably drawing. <laughs> uh, I see other artists, and I'm just like, "God, man, why can't I do that?" You know. Yeah. Mainly because you know it's really fucking hard, you know, and yeah. you got to devote a lot of time getting better Mm -hmm. but yeah
1: well like i I had a similar conversation like with uh with jess my girlfriend the other day and uh i was i was i was watching some video on instagram you know some guy that was like you know just this hyper realistic life drawing guy yeah you know just really talented and you know i saw that and i was just like man i wish i really wish i could just draw like that you know i wish i had the patience and she was like that's just like you know like observational drawing is just sitting there and just doing it you know it's not creative and I, I was think, about to say that yeah and, and I think that a lot of people like they mistake being able to draw well with being a creative person, you know yeah, and I you know whenever I see your stuff, I think, oh, that's far more creative than you know this person that can realistically paint your dog, you know, yeah,
0: so dude, it's that's exactly the way I feel I yeah. mean I see people that <clears throat> that paint like murals in hyperrealism yeah and I'm like, how the how the fuck did you do that mm. you know I can't even wrap my mind around that process. Right. Same as uh like grid grids for portraits. Yeah. Fuck that. Mm. I mean, someday I'll, <laughs> after my projects are done, yeah. I'm going to I'm going to talk about like hitting my shortcomings mm. and like just completely being humble about what I can and can't do yeah. uh when it comes to drawing something that actually exists mm. cuz <clears throat> that's that's my uh, Achilles heel, you know?
1: Well, like, I remember, like, when I was going to school, like, a long time ago, you know, I had to do, you know, life drawing every day, and I got to where I was kind of good at it. Like, I could I could do it, but, like, I just... I didn't keep the skill up at all, and now it's just gone. And yeah. I, I'm, I'm kind of starting back from zero with that. But it's, it's, it's very frustrating. <laughs> uh, you know, I guess for me, personally, it would be uh, playing the piano.
0: Oh, dude, that's a good
1: one. I would love to play the... Because, like, you know, I, I write a lot of music, and a lot of what I have to do is done with keyboards, but I don't know how to play the piano. Like, right. I mean, I, I, can, I can plug out chords, I can figure things out and just kind of get the sound that I want, but I don't know what I'm doing.
0: Remember when know? we used to play and I would play keyboard even though I have zero uh, understanding or experience in that? Yeah. That was kind of fun.
1: And like, I've been watching videos, like I've am i been watching this guy's name's Henry Wu. He's a British white guy that calls himself Henry Wu. But... uh He's like a jazz piano player hmm. and he he plays with this uh this this group called Yusuf Kamal that I really like it's like a kind of modern jazz group or whatever and i'm I'm just like i i just watch what he's doing and he's like playing like these weird chords and stuff and it just it looks like magic to me you know yeah like i i i i really would love to be able to play the piano like be able to play like jazz piano that would be great yeah like that i think i think that that would just like just open up my head
0: see i i watch uh I watch Jerry Lee Lewis play Boogie Woogie, uh-huh. and it's like I know I understand what he's doing. Mm. It's just I have no training in it, so yeah, like my mind to do to find the right keys, yeah, and to know what my right and hand my right and left hand are doing mm. separately would be. I mean, it would probably break me in some in some way, yeah. you know, because I I have the same feeling when I try to play drums. Yeah, it's like. You know, I can do, like, step one of the most basic fucking beat, right. but I can't do a fill or fucking hit symbols right. You yeah. know, it's like something completely alien. Yeah.
1: It's like, my, my whole frustration is that, like, I understand, like, a lot of musical theory, mm-hmm. but just, I don't, I've never sat down and done, you know, the physical work of learning to play scales and learning to move my fingers and just, just getting the muscle memory to do it, you know. Yeah. And that, that's what takes a long time, you know. Yeah. Because, I mean, anybody can... I I mean I don't know I I've just always approached musical instruments by just picking up and playing them but and I think so I think that anybody can just pick it up and just figure out what you want to do but you know just being able to do it well is like something that I would love to be able to do.
0: Well, like playing piano, I mean, uh, I'll compare piano with drums because you're using your feet, you're using both hands. Yeah, you
1: got multiple limbs going in different time signatures and yeah.
0: But isn't it the same as like playing guitar or playing bass because you're using both hands? To do different things together.
1: Well, I mean, with a guitar... But it's
0: like your brain has to completely, like, rewrite the way it thinks, you know? For well, your mean, body to move the right way. Well, most of the time with a guitar,
1: you're playing, you
0: know, with a pick. hmm
1: So, effectively, you've taken five fingers and moved them down to one device, you know? So, that takes, like, five things out of the equation that you have to think about, you know?
0: Yeah, but you have rhythm. And your other hand is changing.
1: Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I guess... I've never been a super fantastic guitar player either, so I, yeah. I don't know. But I
0: mean, I, I, I can... when, when I see people playing guitar or playing bass or playing drums, anything, mm-hmm. it seems natural yeah. to them. But they probably just got training or started learning when they were young, yeah. and you know now they're masters at it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just it's the same with anything else. Yeah, and you you see a lot of people that play covers. And I bet it's the same as what Jess was saying, like, you know, you have creativity, and then you have people that play stuff that was created by other people. Right. So, I don't know. Interesting. Uh, you want to go on?
1: Uh, no, that's kind of all I got.
0: Rob Zip asks, talk about why everyone is buying this QAnon bullshit. Psyop. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, those same people... I don't know they probably would be using their mental horsepower on something else <laughs> yeah uh I, I really couldn't tell you um you know as much as we've done this show i really i really don't know that much about QAnon. <sighs> it's, it it's, just it's, didn't seem like something that i should even bother researching
1: yeah it, it, it just like whenever you look at it just on a you know like a purely like just like a base level It just feels immediately like bullshit you know i mean supposedly the idea is that there's a person that works in the department of energy that is completely anonymous that has this you know top secret like a q uh security clearance which Uh is a real thing yeah and this person is privy to certain information about you know you know super secret cia shit right Mm -hmm. and this person is uh using this information to expose you know pedophilia which is
0: you know real
1: real yeah (laughs) you know it's it's it's, and the way that they're doing is like through these like these these releases of information they kind of like do these like almost like poems or something it's kind of hard to describe and people interpret that information that's released so you're not even getting like hey this person did xyz you're getting this like riddle basically Mm -hmm. and then you know these fucking lunkheads on the internet are you know just interpreting them it's 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 religion you know Mm. it's psalms Mm. and the thing is that this model was actually uh there was a book uh I think it, I think it's called The Story of Q, but I don't remember correctly, but it was written by these like Italian anarchists in like the 90s. And basically what it is is this exact story, you know, these uh there's this secret agent in the 1600s or something like that that's like releasing information to the people about how they're being lied to through these like poems and riddles and songs and things. Hmm. And I mean, you can you can go buy this book on Amazon.
0: Isn't that Didn't V for to do something? Yeah, it
1: was, it was kind of like based on okay. mm, all
0: hmm still not
1: interested <laughs> yeah exactly it's, it's it's you know young people aren't really into cute really i mean it's it's all kind of older folks on mm. facebook
0: oh okay you know
1: like i think it started kind of as a gag on 4chan and it just got out of control and
0: people that think somebody's gonna come save them yeah along with donald trump yeah That's <laughs> the it, evil psychic yeah. vampire democrats it's like
1: they believe that donald trump was elected president and he's going to expose the pedophiles that's kind of the core tenet
0: i mean it's not it's not too confusing why people would think that because a lot of what he ran on there was so much there's so many promises to do stuff that drain the swamp yeah uh you know and in a weird way
1: he kind of is draining the swamp in the idea that we're kind of realizing how completely incompetent our government really is <laughs> But I don't think it's not really the way that he intended it. <laughs> I am,
0: I am uh, in agreement with that 100%. I mean, you know,
1: it's really exposed a lot of plot holes.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, Eric Eddie asks, I've heard Dead Heat is your favorite movie. One, is it the best? Two, is it your favorite Treat Williams, Joe Piscopo movie? <laughs> pretty good, Eric. Pretty, pretty good.
1: Dead Heat's great.
0: Dead Heat is an amazing, amazing film. I mean what, what more do you need it's got Vincent price it's got tons of action <laughs> uh zombie hijinks yeah you got uh, a
1: punk zombie with an
0: uzi at the end joe piscopo's uh posture alone yeah. should have won him some kind of award his, his steering wheel drumming alone <laughs> <laughs> his facial expression
1: yeah he's, he's he's really swinging for the fences in that movie man it's Piscopo's finest hour, if I it had to say.
0: Re- It really was. It really, yeah. really was. If uh, If you haven't checked it out, check out Dead Heat.
1: Yeah, it's on uh, Shutter right now. As a matter of fact, there's an episode of uh, uh, The Last Drive-In with Joe Bob Briggs where they do Dead Heat. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's definitely worth a look.
0: Hell yeah. I want a piece of that radiation. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I think that's it. Not, not to say that wasn't enough. Uh, let's do some tinfoil tirade. Okay, what do we got? Uh, let's see, this is on bigthink.com. I completely 100% deny <laughs> that this is a good website. I don't know. Uh, but let's get into it. An ancient device too advanced to be real gives up its secrets at last. Uh <laughs> It looks like a transmission for like a '74 dart. <laughs> <laughs> to me, it looks like uh, someone threw a hard drive off a boat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just degraded so bad. Just grew barnacles. <laughs> uh, researchers present what they've learned now that they can read the tiny text inside the. Can you pronounce that, Britain? Antikythera mechanism. Yes, you fucking did it. That's exactly how. Uh, I've heard. I've heard this thing. Uh, being talked about um though it seemed to be just a corroded lump of some sort when it was found in a shipwreck off the coast of greece near antikythera in 1900 in 1902 archaeologist valerius Valerius stice Stice, uh, looking at the gear embedded in it guessed that what we now call the antikythera mechanism was some kind of astronomy based clock uh he was in the minority most agreed that something so sophisticated must have entered the wreck long after its other 2000-year-old artifacts nothing like it was believed to exist until 1500 years later well it looks pretty neat it looks like some kind of clock yeah <clears throat> but of course 2000 years ago i mean what was really around technology wise jesus <laughs> nails Wooden (laughs) crosses. Uh, Yeah, that was what, the Bronze Age? Yeah. Um, It was pretty much just torture. Yeah. Uh, In 1951, British historian Derek J. de la Soya Price (sighs) began studying the find, and in 1974, he had worked out that it was, in fact, a device from 150 to 100 BC Greece. He realized you he realized it used what? Oh, uh, meshing bronze gears connected to a crank to move its hands on the device's face in accordance with the metonic skit cycle. Uh, the 250 235 month pattern that ancient astronomers used to predict the eclipse. Huh. <laughs> you wait there, <laughs> Uh By 2009, modern... Yeah. <laughs> Modern imaging technology had identified (laughs) all 30 of the Antictherin mechanisms, gears, and a virtual model of it was released. Oh, that looks pretty cool. Yeah, Should we play this? Let's pause and play this real quick. Okay, so we watched the video of this uh, 3D recreation of this uh, melted block of metal. Um, For one, I don't understand how they could have uh, recreated that with such I mean, it, it looked pretty destroyed to me. Yeah. But uh, so apparently it recreates the positions of the planets uh, and their orbits around the sun. Um, let's see uh, Mercury, Venus, Mars, Jupiter, and Saturn, as well as the sun and moon and eclipses. Uh, it even has a black and white stone that turns to show the phases of the moon. Interesting. Andrew Carroll, an engineer from Apple, built the much bigger working model of the device using Legos to demonstrate its operation. Oh, there's another video. Yeah, We're not going to watch that, but pretty interesting. Uh, in June of 2016, an international team of experts revealed new information derived from tiny inscriptions on the device's parts in ancient Greek that had been too tiny to read. Some of its characters are just 1 20th of an inch wide. Until cutting-edge imagery technology allowed it to be more clearly seen, uh, they've read about 35,000 characters explaining the device. Hmm. hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That, uh... I've always... I mean, you look at the pyramids, and, of course, there is more technology in ancient times than we probably realize, you know? Yeah. But that's pretty cool. I yeah. mean, uh... Imagine what skies look. The sky looked like two thousand years ago. I mean, yeah. there was no astronomy light was probably a lot easier. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it, not, it, well. You know, not easier, but easier to observe. But with the naked eye. Yeah. yeah. Uh. Yeah. Interesting, man. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Look that. Look that shit up, guys. Uh. I think that's it, man. I think so. Um. Thank you to LoneStarButtons.com. Go there. Get some. Uh. Get some buttons and. Uh, be pleased with the quality and the uh, professionalism of Adam Stimpy Jones. Uh, you can get buttons, bottle openers, and mirrors. Uh, you can email him at info@lonesstarbuttons.com or you can call the owner, Adam Stimpy Jones, at 281-798-1996. Use the coupon code I want to suck on your hairy tits and get some buttons thrown in for free. We're also brought to you by Jessica Dieter, agent of insurance. Are you paying for insurance? You have insurance, so why not get cheaper insurance and still keep the quality of your policy? If you live in Texas, give her a call at 281-607-5263. She will hook you up with a great policy at a great price. We're also brought to you by Destro's Treasure. Uh, Destro's Treasure is art gifts for the art fan. <laughs> I don't know. We talked about uh, creativity. For our connoisseurs. Yeah. Connoisseurs of the creative arts. There is original art, there is uh, jewelry, there's zines, there's going to be prints someday soon. And uh, you can look at that stuff on etsy.com slash shop slash Destro's treasure. That's D-E-S-T-R-O treasure. Uh, R-O-S treasure. Anyway. <laughs> uh, also, thank you to Mockingbird Network. Without them, all of this would still be possible. <laughs> <laughs> That was rude. Why did I say it like that?
1: Uh, We've we've always kind of just been the ghost ship of Mockingbird Network anyway. (laughs) We're just doing our own thing out
0: here. We we probably should, uh, I don't know, should we? We should uh, get in touch with somebody and do something. (laughs) Anyway, after the uh, (laughs) pandy. The pandy? (laughs) The pandy. (laughs) If you want to take part in the show... You can send us an email at R O T W podcast at gmail.com. We will endeavor to read everything except for Mike Todd's uh, YouTube video stuff because it's <laughs> fucking crazy. Anything else? Uh, RevengeOfTheWorld.com. Go there, check out uh, everything. Go to our social medias. Uh, you can follow me at Gabriel Dieter on Instagram. That's where I post most of my stuff. Uh, check out what art shit I'm doing. And uh, anything else, Brennan? Nah. Go follow Brennan at I don't know. <laughs> you, you can do that if you want. To. Uh, all
1: I do is like post Instagram stories about making chicken stock these days. It doesn't matter.
0: Man, that shit looks lo- It looks like it smells amazing, dude.
1: My whole house smelled so good yesterday.
0: Nice. I was up
1: until like eleven o'clock working on it, dude. It's it's gonna be banging.
0: <laughs> awesome. Right, have you eaten that stuff yet? Uh,
1: I ate the the chicken. The chicken was really good, but like I haven't had the stock on anything. I'm saving that for tomorrow. I'm gonna make some rice with it.
0: It's gonna all be nice. Great. How's the dog liking that? Oh
1: man, she's all about it dude.
0: <laughs> she's getting so
1: many little nibbles.
0: Nice. Yeah. All right. Uh thanks for listening. Gently go fuck someone.